book friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. Today we're going to take a look at a few of my July reads. Now, if you missed last week's podcast, please go back and listen to it. It was all about Riley Sager. We took a look at all seven of his books. He is one of my top five authors. Highly recommend anything he writes. Um, just definitely go back and, and listen to that. It was one of my favorite podcasts just because he's one of my favorite writers. So definitely don't miss this that one. But today we're going to start off and we're going to take a look at The Heiress. Harris, Harris, by Rachel Hawkins. You know, I've wrote that word a million times, but maybe I've never said it. It's an odd word. I don't really enjoy saying it. The heiress. That's what we're going with. Again, by Rachel Hawkins. So, let's just dive right into the story. When Ruby McTavish Callahan Woodward Miller Kenmore dies, she dies not only North Carolina's richest woman, but its most notorious. Now, I'm going to have to hit pause on this because I get so tickled because the way they wrote this, I have a best friend, Gina, and if you've been divorced and remarried, she can call you by all your names. And she will, probably not to your, to your face, I don't know, but she, that's just her thing. So if you have multiple names, then if she refers to you, she's going to refer to you by all your names. And I absolutely love it. I think it's so funny when she does it. So I got so tickled when I saw Ruby McTavish Callahan Woodward Miller Kenmore because you know that was all of her married names so just a funny little little FYI just thought that was cute but oh and she always throws in their maiden name also the, the her maiden name is in this so you get your maiden name plus all your married names so anyway back to the story sorry I digress so as a child she was a victim of kidnapping and had been widowed four times widowed four times that many husbands had died so you can imagine that there's little bit of you know could you really be widowed that many times so after her death her adopted son camden was heir to the nine-figure fortune and to her estate which brought with it a ton of problems cam much to his family's surprise, wanted little to do with the money or the house and even more, even less to do, sorry, even less to do with the family. He's just trying to live a normal life as an English teacher with his wife, Jules. But now you're going to learn that Jules, on the other hand, wants the house and wants the money, but nothing's going to be easy with this family. Rachel Hawkins, oh gosh, I say this all the time, I feel like with authors, but she really is another mixed bag for me. I really liked The Wife Upstairs, could not finish the villa. I, you know, I've, there's been a few books that I've not been able to finish that I've been able to go back and pick back up, but golly, I just don't think I can. If the library, my local library gets it, I might try it. I have been granted it on NetGalley, and I tried to read it, and how oh, I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't do it. And then couldn't. Oh, Reckless Girls! I finished it. One of the most beautiful covers. Couldn't wait to get that book. And oh Lord, I did not enjoy it at all. But she has redeemed herself with this book. Really, really enjoyed the heiress. 
This family is very twisted. There are lots and lots of bombshells and secrets. The best part to me are the letters that are written from Ruby. To You think they're being written to Cam, but I won't spoil that. But, I mean, you're going to kind of figure that out. I didn't spoil it there either, but I really did enjoy that part. It's a very short read, and to me, while there could have been more character development, I feel like you had enough information to enjoy the book. Ruby is going to remind you of Evelyn Hugo with all of her husbands. And I really wouldn't have minded a more in-depth look at each one of her husbands and their relationships. Because, you know, she covers it in her story because she's explaining her life. And, you know, it's a letter, so it's not very long. But I really wish that they could have just taken it a little step further with the husbands and what she endured. You know, well, she didn't really endure anything, I'll just tell you, while she was married to him. The plot was just unlike anything else I've ever read before with, like I said, all of the twists and then just huge bombshells. And for whatever reason, <laughs> this is strange, I just feel like this is a winter read. Some books just give me a seasonal vibe, and the whole time I was reading this, I just felt like this was a winter book. I don't, I don't know, just a feeling that I got, which is going to be good for you all, because I need to thank NetGalley for giving me the sneak peek in St. Martin's Press, and the publication date on this is January 9th. So, you know, it gets dark early, and it's cold. I really feel like this is just one of those winter books that you need to pick up. But highly recommend this book, The Heiress by Rachel Hawkins. All right, the next book is Ghost 19 by Simone St. James. I'm going to say this probably numerous times before I get done, but I love 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 Simone St. James but this is a short story probably could even call it a novella um, because it is so short but Jeanette Cox what's wrong with her that's basically what everybody wants to know what the heck is wrong with her something has to be wrong with her or at least everyone thinks so a doctor tells her she just needs less, less excitement in her life uh, so she moves from New York City to a house in suburban New York to 19 Howard Avenue. Now, she was an off-Broadway actress who, I mean, when she moved, she just got out of a mental institute. So she's bored. Her only entertainment is watching her neighbors, and she makes up stories about them. She kind of reads their lips to kind of learn what's going on in their life, but that's really all she has to do. She even names them, and which I get tickled because people come to her house, I won't, and again, no spoilers, but people come to her house, and she does not want to know their real names. She's like, no, you cannot tell me their real names. They're the so-and-sos in my head. That's who they are. Don't spoil it for me. You know, this is what I've been doing all this time. Don't tell me their real names. But, um, so like I said, she has named them herself, whether it's the little girl with her doll or the couple and their mother-in-law. You know, all she has to do is just sit and watch them. But things aren't what they seem. So now Jeanette can't sleep at all. She hears strange and scary noises coming from the basement and the upstairs. And she's trapped. She can't leave the house. She has tried to leave the house and she gets so physically sick that she can't do it. Is she crazy? Or is she trapped by something in the house? Jeanette firmly believes now that a murder has taken place next door. 
and she begins seeing a mysterious man outside her window. He's peeking in at her. She's never felt comfortable in this house at this residence. She felt like when she moved in that it was very impersonal. She didn't really feel like anyone had ever lived there. Now, the doctor just thinks she's nuts, so he just prescribes sleeping pills to keep to help her sleep. She repeatedly calls the police, which mostly just dismisses her and her claims. The story is told first person, and it alternates between then, which is basically when she first moves to the residence, to the now. And the now is her laying on the kitchen floor, hiding in the kitchen on the floor with a knife. And the one detective who has sympathy for her, she actually has a crush on him, he has sympathy for and he is coming around to, to believe that something is inside this house. And so he's there trying to talk her through whatever she is going through. And, and I stated earlier, I absolutely love Simone St. James. If I see her name, then boom, I want it. And I got this on the Libby app. She is just one of my favorites. I've never been disappointed with anything she's read. This, of course, this is short, so it's a fast-paced, I think it's a very creepy read that will honestly probably leave you with more questions and answers. And to my husband, yes, I just said honestly. I'm supposed to quit trying. To, I'm supposed to quit saying that. Jeanette is an unreliable narrator, which I really do enjoy unreliable narrators because she absolutely has no clue what's going on. Is this stuff in her head? Is it really happening to her? The author did an excellent job of telling an entire story in a very few pages. I really did love how she got wrapped up in her neighbors' lives with their pretend names and basically a soap opera that she just created for herself. She even gets the detective involved and Andrew, who delivers her groceries. She gets them both involved. Like, she tells them their names and what she thinks is going on, and then before you know it, they're sitting in the window watching with her. It really does put off rear, uh, the rear window vibes. This is for sure a must read. Plus, it's so short, you can finish it in one setting. It's like I said, it's very fast. It's maybe 80 pages. You can finish it in a night. Really good book. I think you should read it. Okay, let's do my last review for today's podcast. And it's Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead. It shocks me to no end that I'm reading this series. We all know that I do not like series books. I don't like keeping up with people or reading things in order. I don't like knowing that I have to read the first book to understand the second book. But here I am. I've read the first two books. I know she has a third one. Pretty sure she's coming out with a fourth. I'm not really sure what the release date is on it. And you do have to read these in order, or at least I think you do. I feel like if I hadn't read the first one, I really wouldn't know what was going on in the second one because the second one builds off the first. Finley is still struggling to finish her novel, and she's still struggling to keep her head above water as a single mom of two. She still has Vero, which I say everybody needs a Vero, in her life as a nanny and an accountant. She relies on her for everything. So they have both recently discovered on some kind of dark web message board that someone wants her ex-husband, Stephen, dead now. I mean, I guess I know how she came about it. That seems like that's kind of unlikely that you just happen to be on this dark web message board and have figured out that someone wants your ex-husband dead, like the Russian mob. You know, she's dealing with them. But, again, 
it's just a cute mystery season, uh, series. So even though her life honestly would be easier without her ex-husband because he does nothing but give her grief, she really doesn't want him to die. He is a good father. So now they have to figure out who wants him dead and they have to stop them. These books are very basic. Very basic. I don't feel like there's any twists or surprises. Just a fun mystery series with a divorced woman and her nanny. They're humorous. I think they're funny. I think you can you can feel Finley's stress, I guess, as the mother of these two kids. And she's trying to make it all work. And just the funny little things that happen in life that you can relate to. These and, and they do, they make you feel like, Finley and Vero make you feel like Lucille and Ethel. I mean, there's just a lots of humor to it, but I mean, there is murder. There are dead bodies. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that vibe. These would be another, I don't know if I've even said that today, but these would be a great beach read. It's very easy to put this book down and pick it up again. You won't feel lost. You won't get confused. Very easy to follow. So I feel like, you know, if you're on the beach with the kids and you're distracted, this is just a fun, cute read, especially if you like mystery and thrillers. I also think, I just thought of this, this series would be a great TV show. Maybe like a modern day murder she wrote. Who doesn't love Angela Lansbury? I still watch that sometimes. The nostalgia just brings peace to me the music Angela's voice you know there's nothing there's no screaming and yelling there's not anything too scary about it Finley would be a great modern day Angela Lansbury I still love the Bob Newhart show my husband is probably done with Bob Newhart but there's just some shows that the intro the way they talk to each other the cuteness the quaintness you know, I just, it just is a peaceful show to have on in the background. There's no fussing, no fighting, no arguing, nothing to stress you out, just fun, clean humor. And like I said, I just think this would be one of those, definitely one of those. So those are my reviews for today. We still have several more to go. We have one more Monday in July. So even next week, I still have one more <laughs> Uh, chance to review my July reads so I think I'll probably get them all in for this month I did have to have some carryover for from June for July but I think I'm going to get all July's in I have some fun reads coming up on Libby and then I have some waiting for me on NetGalley and I got to keep that percentage up so I've got to get those read listening to this week's dig the plot don't forget to follow me on instagram at dig the plot underscore and be sure and join me next week see you then